So as we come to our time of prayer, I want us to remember those that are on the prayer list uh, that you have listed there, including Dave McCleary. But I know there are some that are on your hearts and your minds that may be struggling in different ways, emotionally, with health issues, and many other ways. So I want you just to hold them in prayer. And maybe you yourself are struggling in some way. God is here. He has shoulders that are bigger than any shoulders we have to cry on. So let's lean on that shoulder right now as we enter this time of prayer. God, we choose to praise you. When we are in the lowest valley, Lord, it may seem tough to praise, but when we make that choice to praise you, we feel your presence even more within us and around us. Lord, we pray for those this morning that are having health issues and emotionally and mentally and spiritually struggling day to day. Lord, you know what each person needs. May we just lift them, lift their names to you now. Lord, thank you for all that you have given to each and every one of us. May we never take you for granted. May we never take the love and the mercy and the grace that you show to us each and every day. May we never take that for granted. May we show love and mercy and grace each and every day as well. Lord, it is cold outside. But in this place, there is warmth. And even when we go out into the cold, your fire burns brightly within each of us. Let us take that fire to a world that is suffering from darkness and cold. And may they see your light, and may they feel your love, so they may be drawn closer to you. We pray these things in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Our teaching scripture this morning comes from various parts of Jonah. Next, God said to Jonah a second time, Up on your feet and on your way to the big city of Nineveh. Preach to them. They are in a bad way, and I can't ignore it any longer. This time, Jonah started off straight to Nineveh, obeying God's orders to the letter. Nineveh was a big city, very big. 
It took three days to walk across it. Jonah entered the city, went one day's walk, and preached. In 40 days, Nineveh will be smashed. The people of Nineveh listened and trusted God. They proclaimed a citywide fast and dressed in burlap to show their repentance. Everyone did it, rich and poor, famous and obscure, leaders and followers. God saw what they had done, that they had turned away from their evil lives. He did change his mind about them. He said, what, what he said he would do to them, he didn't do. Jonah was furious. He lost his temper. He yelled at God, God, I knew it when I was back home. I knew this was going to happen. That's why I ran off to Tarshish. I knew you were sheer grace and mercy, not easily angered, rich in love, and ready at the drop of a hat to turn your plans of punishment into a program of forgiveness. So God, if you won't kill them, kill me. I'm better off dead. God said, what do you have, angry, have to be angry about? But Jonah just left. He went out of the city to the east and sat down in a sulk. I hear chuckles already. So looking at the liturgical calendar for today, for the scriptures for today, I was excited when I saw Jonah was the Old Testament scripture for today. I just finished teaching Jonah in our women's Bible study, and uh, there were many, many good things that um, we discovered in, in the four short chapters of this book. So I'm excited to share some of that with you today. Now, most of us remember the story of Jonah being swallowed by a whale and then vomited up three days later on the shore to complete the task that God had asked him to do in the first place. So let's begin by looking at who Jonah was and what God had asked him to do. So Jonah was a Jewish prophet. Some people wonder if he was even a real person or just a fun story in the Bible. But the scriptures tell us that he was a real person because Jesus himself referred to Jonah in Matthew 12. I'll read that scripture a little bit later. How many remember that Jesus talked about Jonah? A couple of you. All right. Now, God asked Jonah to go to Nineveh which is located in Assyria. He was to tell the people of Nineveh that Nineveh was going to be destroyed by God because God was angry with them. Jonah did not want to go there. He did not like the people of Assyria, so he chose to run away. He boarded a ship and went the opposite direction from where God wanted him to go. Of course, the ship ran into a storm and Jonah was thrown overboard to save the crew and the rest of the people. This short story has many powerful messages in it. Today, we will look more closely about the will of God and how Jonah and how we respond to the will of God. It's about God's love and how God loved Jonah and the people of Nineveh, who were, by the way, 
Gentiles. And it's about Epiphany. We just ended the first season of Epiphany in our church calendar. Most of us don't realize it has come and gone because we typically don't acknowledge it in the Church of the Brethren. Epiphany is a time that celebrates the light of Christ being revealed to us. It acknowledges the Magi being led to Jesus after his birth. And we are reminded in Epiphany that Jesus continues to guide us. Now, when we think of an Epiphany in the general sense, it can mean an aha moment or a light bulb goes off in your brain where something that was unclear suddenly becomes known and understood. It's kind of like when you tell your children something over and over and over again, and then, and they're not getting it. And then somebody comes in and tells them the exact same thing you did, and it's like, wow, new revelation here. Can any of you understand that? Can you identify with that? Oh, yeah. Yep. So now, in the first two chapters of the book of Jonah, he had three experiences. He rebelled against God, he repented before God, and he was redeemed by God. He rebelled when he didn't want to go where God wanted him to go, so he ran away. He had a wrong attitude about doing God's will, a wrong attitude about the word of God, thinking he didn't have to listen and had an option to either obey or not obey. And he had a wrong attitude towards the people. You see, Jonah did not like how the Assyrians in the past had treated his people, the Jewish people. So he had chosen to hate them. The saying goes, hate the sin, love the sinner. Well, Jonah decided it was better to hate the sin and hate the sinner. Jonah repented before God when he was sitting in the belly of the whale, believing he was going to die. While in the belly of that whale, Jonah prayed to God for help. He accepted his fate, that he was probably going to die, and this was his discipline from God. But he still trusted in God, even though his outlook looked grim. And he finally yielded to God's will. Lastly, Jonah was redeemed by God. God released him from his captivity inside the belly of the whale. He was vomited up on the shore after three days and three nights in the belly. Can you imagine what that would have been like to be in the belly of a fish for three days and three nights. Oh, you all look like that's no big deal. Ooh, okay, just ooh. Remember I said that Jesus referred to Jonah when he was preaching and teaching. Here's that passage from Matthew 12. Then some of the Pharisees and teachers of the law answered Jesus saying, teacher, we want you to work a miracle as a sign. 
And Jesus answered, Evil and sinful people are the ones who want to see a miracle for a sign, but no sign will be given to them except the sign of the prophet Jonah. Jonah was in the stomach of the big fish for three days and three nights. In the same way, the Son of Man will be in the grave for three days and three nights. On Judgment Day, the people from Nineveh will stand up with you people who live now, and they will show that you are guilty. When Jonah preached to them, they were sorry and changed their lives. And I tell you that someone greater than Jonah is here. The experience that Jonah had parallels the experience Jesus Christ would endure, being in the belly of the earth for three days and three nights, and then released from the prison of death through his resurrection. The story of Jonah parallels, in an opposite way, the story of Jesus in several ways. Jonah didn't want to obey the will of God. Jesus followed the will of God even to the point of death. Jonah had no love for the Assyrian people, and he felt justified in his feelings because of how they treated his people. Jesus loved all people, so much that he went to the cross for everyone throughout all the ages. Jonah has some epiphany moments, but then he reverts back to his old ways of thinking and feeling. Jesus is the epiphany, the light, the, the light of the world which shines brightly for all of us to see and follow. Now, our scripture today looks at how Jonah eventually obeyed the will of God and how people, how God loved the people of Nineveh and how the people of Nineveh had an aha moment to Jonah's message. After being released from the belly of the whale, Jonah does as God asked and marched through the town of Nineveh, saying that God was going to destroy the people and the city of Nineveh if they didn't turn from their wicked ways. This task took Jonah three days. It was about an eight-mile area for the city. It was a big city. So three days he walked through the streets declaring God's judgment and its inhabitants. Can you imagine what would happen if someone was marching through the streets of Chambersburg giving such a message? But what happened in Nineveh? The people listened to the message and they repented of their ways. They were rebelling against God, but then they repented of their sins, and God redeemed them. Do you see the pattern here? Jonah rebelled, repented, and was redeemed. So were the people of Nineveh. But what does Jonah do 
once the people repent and God forgives them. He gets mad. He gets angry because he wanted to see the people destroyed and God didn't do it. Jonas says, God, I knew it. When I was back home, I knew this was going to happen. That's why I ran off to Tarshish. I knew you were sheer grace and mercy, not easily angered, rich in love, and ready at the drop of a hat to turn your plans of punishment into a program of forgiveness. Wow. Jonah was mad because God didn't destroy the people like Jonah thought they deserved. Do you ever feel that way? That someone didn't get what they deserved? If we're being honest with ourselves, I'm sure we have all felt that way at one time or another in our lives. The words, it's not fair, have rolled off of our lips all too often. You see, like Jonah, we don't always get our own way. We're quick to judge and to complain. We think that things should go our way. And we're not afraid to speak up and say how we feel, even at the expense of others. This is a time of seeing our rebellion against the will of God, a time to repent for our sins, and a time to be redeemed by God. It is a time of self-reflection and seeing where we have made ourselves the center of the universe instead of keeping God at the center. It's a time of loving people even when we don't want to. And it's a time of having an epiphany, aha, an aha moment that gets us going in the direction we need to go. We all have had our time in the belly of a whale. It stinks. It's dark and lonely, and it's not life-giving. But we don't have to stay there. God doesn't want us to stay there. It requires a choice and a change in attitude to follow more closely to Jesus. I read something on Facebook that I thought was so very true for our world today, and Lorraine, or Laverne, I think it was you that posted this. The weatherman says a storm is coming. Everybody panics and gets prepared. The preacher says Jesus is coming, and nobody moves. Let that sink in for a minute. Jesus is coming. Don't be stuck in the belly of the whale when he comes again. Obey him, love him and others, and keep following.
following the light. Amen.